between my actions and the actions of my model by josiah royce eighteen fifty five to nineteen sixteen from the world and the individual published in nineteen hundred and nineteen hundred and one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org between my actions and the actions of my motto in so far as a finite being conceives himself as already knowing enough in general for his purposes he sets about attaining his goal by direct self-expression that is he proceeds to react upon his world in a definite way in so far however as although intelligent he still feels his inability to act in such a more direct way he falls into that state of watchful discrimination which looks as we saw for some new object between any pair of objects that has already attracted attention now this search for the between is itself a kind of activity with a recurrent plan it differs from what we usually call a definite course of action by virtue of the way in which it deals with experience and as we saw it is an activity directed by nothing so much as by an attention to the contents of experience when once they chance to have been discriminated therefore it is indeed on the whole opposed by virtue of this attitude to the more direct plans of action already present in the life which this love of discriminating novelties interrupts it emphasizes in a relatively random way now this and now that special fact it tries experiments in the forming of new series of linked contents now in our last lecture when we followed the genesis of the empirical ego what did we find as the chief source of the new ideas that led to this gradual organization imitation but upon what does all imitation depend first upon an interest in discriminating between the doings of some other individual and the present deeds of one's own organism and secondly upon an interest in seeking through a persistent process of trial and error to find a new course of action which when discovered shall constitute a modification of the former deeds of one's own organism in the direction of the deeds of one's model it will be seen at once that the accomplishment of an act of imitation whereby i modify what i formerly could do so as to be able to conform to my fellow's act is essentially a construction of something that lies in a technical sense between the acts of my model and what were formerly my own acts apart from my model i already tended to act thus and thus under the influence of my model i tend to approach his way of acting but i never merely repeat his act imitation is a kind of experimental origination a trial of a new plan the initiation of a trial series of acts the result of imitative efforts is that the world comes to attain a sort of action which lies between two former ways of action in such wise that if you regard these two former ways of acting as equivalent to each other the new way would be equivalent to both meanwhile by being interested in the new act as in something different from both its predecessors 
you define for your own consciousness in a clearer way the difference of these predecessors from one another the result is that the world of your consciousness wins a new expression of the relation of the one and the many for here as in our former discussion of the relation of between it appears that the original and puzzling diversity between the imitator and the model has by the interposition of the imitative act between these prior courses of action come to appear as a diversity of stages in the same series the triad formed by the three terms one the original activities of the imitative being two the activities of the model and three the imitative act itself is now a triad of connected members whereof the third lies between the two others the finite world has hereby won a new consciousness of the unity of its own life any individual self grows however by means of very numerous imitations of many models every new act of imitation has this character of interposing a new intermediary between the pair of facts that apart from the imitation would have appeared less related the result is that the new individual the life of the empirical human self comes to be in one aspect a series of results of intermediation a more or less systematic establishment of new terms whereby triads are constituted every result of imitation tends however to the establishment of recurrent processes whereby the new sort of action once discovered tends to repeat itself indefinitely in new acts of the same sort for the mark of the will that has once discovered its own purpose is that its activities assume the recurrent form hence in initiating new acts the imitative activity tends to the establishment of new forms of recurrent self-expression in addition to this more definite experimental search for new forms of activity by means of imitative adjustments to the social environment and in addition also to the recurrent activities whereby a growing individual shows that he has discovered what to do and so seeks novelty only in the form of the new terms of a self-representative series we find indeed in the life of any growing self a still vaguer process of growth through mere trial and error and in the early life of any mind as well as in our maturer life whenever we are in the midst of very novel conditions this process plays a large part in this case a being as yet unconscious of a plan and too ignorant or too unfortunate to find the right social models to guide him acts at random in accordance with his instincts until by mere happy accident he discovers a plan which he then begins to pursue in recurrent fashion this is in a great measure what happens when a child gradually learns to creep stand walk this way of acquiring new habits by a wholly or partly non-imitative adjustment to the environment has been studied by psychologists even more than the more complex processes of imitation it is in this way that we vaguely look for new ideas find our way in new places help ourselves in learning new arts such as bicycling and so on 
yet we always prefer the imitation of social models to this vaguer sort of wandering whenever social guidance is possible it is to be noted however that even here the new adjustment is learned by a process of finding constantly something new that stands between our former course of action and our vaguely appreciated goals we are dissatisfied that means so far as we are conscious that we find ourselves doing something and conceive vaguely in the yet unknown future a way of acting that would satisfy if we could find it our course hereupon is to seek something between that unknown goal and ourselves as we are this something as soon as found tends to satisfy the will as an effort even if it leaves us disappointed with the result all our finite striving thus includes a creation of new intermediaries between the starting point and the goal by imitation where that is possible by random attention to new facts where such is our only course the evolution of a new self in the realm of our own conscious life thus involves at every step just the contrast between the two finite ways of viewing the world and between the two sorts of resulting series just the contrast i say which we studied so extensively when we compared the structures of the world of description and the world of appreciation either namely one has already found out according to one's own lights what to do or else one is vaguely trying to discriminate in the vast background which constitutes the world the facts whose union into series through the establishment of intermediaries will give one a comprehension of what one's environment is a sense of how the one and the many are related and so an insight into what one has to do in the first of these two ways of dealing with one's world one is already as far as one's consciousness goes possessed of one's plan as a self one's life then consists in doing again and again what according to one's conscious plans one has to do and in thereby winning new stages of self-representative life but in the second case one is receptive rather than freely constructive is searching and succeeds if at all only by an experimental interpolation of new terms in given series of discriminated facts the union of these two tendencies leads to a constant differentiation of new stages of self-consciousness the principal source of the novel forms of self-expression is the second of the two tendencies the first tendency leads to the sort of novelty in results that the number series has illustrated so much for the two processes so far as we can observe them within the limits of our human consciousness i now make the wholly tentative hypothesis that the process of the evolution of new forms of consciousness in nature is throughout of the same general type as that which we observe when we follow the evolution of new sorts of plans of ideas and of selfhood in our own life end of between my actions and the actions of my model by josiah royce published in nineteen hundred